Hey everybody, this is Dr. Ryan and Dr. Josh Petersmith. And we are on the ADIO podcast. And so today, this is episode two. We are, we just got done doing episode one. So we're going to jump right freaking in because we just kind of did anyway. Um, so today I am interviewing Dr. Josh Petersmith. He runs his own practice. He can kind of tell you his history and all that. I'm not going to go through that. That's his job. Um, but then we're going to ask two questions. We're going to ask him, because ultimately this is designed for the Tri-1 or the Tri-10, um, and everybody obviously in between, and everybody above that. But we're going to ask two questions. What would you do, or what could if you could go back and whisper to yourself and try one, you know, focus on this for the next nine to 10 trimesters, at least, at least this one thing, this one thing, and your life will be completely different. Your practice will be completely different. And then same question, try 10. We're going to try to keep these short. So we're just going to jump right in. So Josh, tell, just tell me and everybody like what kind of practice you're, how long you've been out, what okay. kind of practice you run, where did you, you know, blah, blah, blah. What's your yeah. like snippet of Chiropractic your story, essentially. Um, Let's see, I graduated April of 2009, 10 years ago, and then uh, I went to work for someone the Monday after. Um, really thought we were on the same mission, and this will kind of, this will this will rear its head a little bit further down the way in, in today's podcast. So I thought we were on the same mission that first Monday. Um, he had just kind of opened a practice here in St. Louis, moving down from somewhere in Illinois, and it just, uh, it just didn't work out. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, he had been out a while, which I can understand, you know, being... He was probably out about 10 years. I'm out about 10 years now. I can understand, you know, he saw this new graduate kid coming out on fire on, on the upper cervical mission and essentially wanted to use my, um, my just energy, wanting to get out there to benefit him. Now, if anyone who knows me, I'm not a, if you're looking at chiefs and Indians, I'm, I'm definitely not the Indian. I'm not, I'm not the guy. I don't have the mindset of wanting to be, one of one of many, you know, running around doing the grunt work. That's just not really how I work. I'm all about getting dirty. I'm all about doing hard work. But my personality, my my thought processes is is usually along the lines of, of being the leader in the group. And so I felt like I got a little exploited, um, you know, there. And it wasn't that, you know, um, I was forced to work all these extra hours. But it just things just didn't work out. My mission in chiropractic was not on board with his mission. And so we decided to just mutually part ways. Um, I was out of chiropractic for about a year, year and two months or three months. And, uh, Why? um, Why were you out for you? mainly out because they weren't lo- loaning any money at the time. Okay. So that was what so 2000 you were, like, jaded or something. No, okay. no, no, no. I just, I, I couldn't open a practice and I refused to go to my parents and ask for money. Um, see if they could help me. And I wanted to do it on my own. So i worked, uh, I worked some odd jobs. i worked at, uh, the double tree in Westport, uh, for, you know, 10 bucks an hour and stuff like that. And, did what I had to do. And essentially looking back, and I feel like this will rear its head somewhere uh, later on down the podcast is like, we all have these ruts, right? We all have these things that, that happened to us. And I could have been felt, I could have been pissed or felt sorry for myself, but I knew once I got through this little time, um, that was just going to make it that much sweeter on the backside. So I ended up being able to open my own practice in October of 2011. I did it on a shoestring. Um, and I knew that's what I needed to do. And I knew that once, if I could just get the doors open, man, life would be good. So we did that. We opened the doors. I had $5,000 in my pocket and I got the, my landlords to defer rent for three months and then, uh, got just hit the ground running. So from there, uh, you know, we're there about four or five years. Then we opened a storefront retail location on Manchester road. 
um, in, in Baldwin. And I tell you what, things are pretty darn good. But um, I tell you what, it's, it's never smooth. And if it is smooth, I would say I'd, I'd be scared if it was smooth because something is going to happen along the, along the way where people are going to have, you know, slips and falls and uh, trips and whatever else you want to call them because things are things never go smoothly. And I'm sure, you know, Dr. Clellan, Dr. Bram can tell you as well, too, that if things are, you know, you have that calmness around you, you're kind of like, all right, something feels a little off right now. So, yeah, that's that's a little, a little bit about my story. We practice upper cervical. We do strict adjusting. Uh, we focus on C1 and C2. We, we do adjust below if we need to, um, but I tell you what, we see some phenomenal results focusing on the brain and brainstem and then uh, getting people subluxation free. Cool. So you already heard the question, So the, and obviously you know it because we've been talking about this, but so try to, in your mind's eye, kind of look, look back, little uh, little Josh Prusmith getting ready to start. Yeah. He's just getting 22, in, 23 years old. <laughs> try one. You know, he's wet behind the ears. He's just excited probably get back. You know, he's excited to become this doctor, right? Everybody wants to, yeah, I'm going to be a doctor. So um, what would you tell yourself? Like, what would you, like, looking back, what would you tell yourself that could ma- could have made your school experience much more productive? Um, I I think we touched on it not on, fun, on podcast not one. Not fun, but productive. Was that this is real life. This is, this is go time and try one. It's not. And which is why I joined a fraternity at school is like, it's, it's go time and it's not time to go, Oh, I got three and a half more years. Like I can focus the last year, like starting day one of try one, like, you know, it's time to start sharpening the sword. It's time to start getting honed in on who you are personally. It's time to start getting honed in on, on technique and principles of chiropractic. And it's time to really start taking this thing seriously. Um, fortunate or unfortunately, I was always still am to a certain degree. I'm, I'm a guy who can turn it on and turn it off at certain times. And, and I, I've, I rode that coattail a lot as a, as a younger kid, essentially, I, I relied on my talents to get me certain ways and certain so far, um, uh, without really having to like really buckle down and go. So, and I did the same thing in chiropractic school. I didn't take the first year, year and a half too seriously, as far as like learning chiropractic, Sure, I you know was was adjusting and learned how to adjust, and I was a very good adjuster early on in in school. But like to truly focus on chiropractic, get anchored in chiropractic, to become confident in chiropractic. Like I didn't start doing that until almost try nine or try ten, and even then, in try ten, I will never forget. I graduated, and I remember going, man, I can explain chiropractic to anyone, anywhere, anytime, and they can understand it. Well. I got in that first consult with my first new patient and it was the most awkward thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I remember going, Oh my God, I can't wait to get the hell out of here. This is terrible. Oh my God. I didn't cover half the stuff I wanted to cover. And literally it tanked. It was terrible. Like it sucked. I was probably stuttering and stammering and I probably explained things I had never explained before in my life because I was nervous. And what it was, it was my lack of preparation, right? You're talking about the, the clothes bin. Oh, I was talking about all this stuff. Oh, here, here's a I, here's a dimmer switch. Let me oh, hit I was the dimmer totally switch. You like, see how you got the dimmer? You know, a dimmer is like. You know, I was talking off on tangents. I was talking about <laughs> who knows, but I do remember sitting on this couch going, "Oh my god, uh, this is not going well." And it's one of those, you know, like we've all been a part of those those awkward conversations. It's like, "Oh my god, I can't wait for this to end." That's exactly how I felt. And um, what it was, it wasn't that I didn't know it; it's just that I hadn't practiced it right. So. Once again, going off podcast one, I'm, 
you'll you'll hear sports analogies from me throughout this whole time. But it's no different than me reading any book all day long, you know, about how to shoot a basketball or how to kick a soccer ball. And I can literally read, 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 read on how to do this stuff. But until I actually practice it, it it's not really anything. And then not even then, one, I can practice it. But then once you practice it in a game, man, it's way different, right? Things speed up. And that's if you've ever listened to any of these legendary coaches like Bobby Knight or Coach K or uh, Vince Lombardi and the stuff they talk about is they talk about how they can't uh, how they can't recreate practice or I'm sorry can't recreate game speed in practice. It's super difficult to do. However, um, we can try to simulate that, but I didn't. I just relied on the fact of like, oh, I know this. Once I get in real life, once I get in game speed, I'll be good. And I wasn't because I didn't practice at game speed. And focusing on things moving forward from there, I knew I needed to really buckle down and practice how I would practice in, in actual practice, in my own business, right? So whenever I, whenever I... So this was you in practice then? This is me going back to try one, right? Okay. I wish I would have started practicing like that in try one, like it was game time. Yeah, I was almost so, like, the, it was almost used as my minor leagues before getting to, yeah, that's kinda, getting to the, the major leagues, if you will. I remember those guys back in school and, you know, like... I always kind of thought of them as kind of great, you know, like, but now I look back and like, man, they just, you know, like the maximize living guys back in that day, or I guess it was body by God, you know, they would, they knew all their, tri- you know, they knew that stuff backwards and forwards as far as like day one, day two, day yeah. three, which is, I never thought I was like, ah, this is not really important, but I mean, to know the words is one thing and to have the passions another, but on the same token, they learned the words at least, you right. know, and I didn't, I was like, ah, uh, I'll, that's so silly. And not that I'm saying, like, go maximize living because that's all that's changed significantly since when I was in school. Maybe you should go. I don't – it don't make me a difference. But um, the big thing, yeah, is just, like, there were people that took it serious, and there were also people that took school so seriously that they didn't look up from their books. And so, um, all right. So, one, try, try, try one, one is yeah. basically – Play like it's freaking game time. Start, 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 start like it's one. game time, yeah. Quit screwing around. And I, and I would say – and I remember this in school, too, was – you know, one of my favorite quotes was don't let school get in the way of your, of your education, right? Because there are some people, if you're in school right now, we've all done it in school. We've, you know, counted the kids in our class and gone through and said, uh, you'll probably do well. You'll do well. Uh, you'll suck. You'll do well. You're terrible. Like we all did it. Um, but at the same time, there's so many people that take school very seriously um, that they, they can't adjust their way out of a wet paper bag. So there's a balance. There's there's a huge balance. So I didn't fall into this trap. I pledged a fraternity that made us adjust, um, which I recommend doing for everybody. Now, I have necessarily join a fraternity, but you have to join a club that will yeah, make you adjust, um, that will make you practice. I know what they sell you in school, and I know they scare the shit out of you, but it's like you've got to get your hands on people. Yeah, you that's have like to. That's like saying, hey, Petey, I'm going to have you go out and bat in the Cardinal game tonight. And if you don't bat, you know, at least one for four, you're you're not going to – you're you're done. Yeah. Yeah. And, Good luck. And oh, by the oh, way, you yeah. don't get a bat till you step into the batter's box. Right. <laughs> like, Here's your bat. It's, it's, you get no you've never seen one of these before. Yeah. So, all right, cool. So, second, try 10. What would you tell yourself getting ready to get out of school? Um, and your message, I mean, you got to remember, we're going to interview a lot of people, but yeah. what, like, near and dear to you, what happened maybe to you or whatever that. Try you, 10. Um, man, I don't know. I don't, ready to start I don't, don't know if try one to try 10 would, would even change much. I, I feel like it should still be a continuation where, but like, what did you learn in practice? Cause you kind of touched on it, but like, 
what did you learn first year, first two years in practice? Because, like, again, everybody's, like, wanting to go out and be an associate immediately yeah. because they're like, oh, I don't know anything about school. So, like, what's okay. one thing you so, learned that so, yeah, you were like, hey, dude, do Getting this, ready to do try do 10 is, like, don't be so effing scared, you know? Like, and that wasn't For necessarily you? me. So what but would you tell you? Well, Not these guys. Okay. What would you tell um, you? Man, I would, to tell me, I would probably say, do your own thinking. And what I mean by that is like I took some doctor's words for what they told me instead of and I kind of like hung on their coattails a little bit instead of like truly looking at the whole thing. Right. And I took their experience as like, oh, they know what they're talking about. They've been out for a while. Give me an example. Um, man, I was I was pretty like I was pretty in people's face about upper cervical and the principle of chiropractic and, you know, telling people like if you don't get that, how do you not get this? This is so simple. Like. So I don't. I wouldn't tell myself to calm down the passion, but I would say like maybe learn how to deliver it a little bit better. Yeah, just become a smoother. Yeah, become a become a more. And my wife is always on, become more empathetic of people of where where they are in life and like understand that they might not get it today, but if I if I present that to them in a way where when they're ready to listen, they'll be able to hear it. Right. Almost like uh, what is that? White men can't jump. Where they talk about do you you don't hear Jimmy right when uh, Wesley Snipes <laughs> and Woody Harrelson talk about. You know, whether or not he can hear Jimmy or he listens to Jimi Hendrix and how he says he can't do it because he's not black. Kind of the same thing, right? Like when someone is ready to hear it, they'll hear it. Or if I put it in a way that they just I'm shoving it down their throat all the time. It's like, dude, if you don't get this, you're dumb. Like, I can't believe you don't understand this. You're going to die. Like literally. I've given like, that talk a few times. Yeah, I've never done that. <laughs> I've never done that. I've gone that crazy. It made me like sick to my stomach. But it is one of those I things said. like, but, but even to go on that too, like I feel like there is a seriousness about this that some people play down though, right? So think about you. Like how do you respond to people? Like, and so maybe this would be my try 10 is become more comfortable or more polished in delivering the goods and not so, adjusting, yeah. but delivering the message. You're done of learning to be an adjuster, right? Oh by yeah. Try 10. You should have your, you, you should, should be pretty decent. You adjuster. should know how to adjust. And now, if you're not, guess what? It's a freaking crash course. I'm not baby. saying like, but I mean, I just, I just looked up, uh, I'm taking a seminar this weekend, actually mastering chiropractic with certainty MC squared. It's a tonal approach. To I like pediatrics. Those, I got those DVDs. <laughs> I could say. Yeah. They're somewhere. I so, don't know where the hell those are. But I'm taking that this weekend, right? <laughs> and it's one of those things where I could have like, I could have just shut it down though too. And I would say this too, like don't shut it down at try 10 and go, oh, I know everything. Even if you are all in on one technique, you're going to know there are certain ways. I mean, we do upper cervical, but I adjust people three different ways upper cervically. We adjust them side posture, toggle. We adjust them knee chest, which is the majority of, of our practice. And we have an instrument adjusting as well, too, because some people can't turn their head. Some people are literally scared of the table dropping. Yeah, they're not all 22-year-old people that care about their health in chiropractic school. Yeah, like there's a ton (laughs) of people. Some of them you're like, if I adjust them, they may literally just turn to dust. Yeah, and so I like we're taking this (laughs) seminar. So I would say continue that as well, too. But in Try 10, like learn how to deliver a polished quote-unquote, presentation of chiropractic. And just to talk. I mean, you just, you got to realize, like, people are just people, right? Yeah. I mean, when it's talking, you're just talking to them. Yeah. You're just like, you can bring that passion through to a patient, whether whether you're talking about 
whatever it is for yeah. them. I mean, you're really just trying to help that person. Yeah. And some people, you try to shove it down your throat, and all you do is then they walk out and be like, that dude was effing nuts. I'm never talking to that guy ever again. Totally. Or they even worse, they're like, chiropractors are effing nuts, and I'm never talking to a chiropractor again because you get that a lot too. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, I mean, you got to just you got to just be in their shoes a little bit. Yeah. And that's you know, where you're that's right where too. Like I get in. myself, I get myself caught up. I'm like two in their shoes. Then I'm like a pussy when I'm like trying to talk to them. I'm like, ah, you don't need to. I'm like, and then I'm like, I'm a freaking yeah. pussy. And then I try to back to, but you already like, it's already out there. Or something. Yeah. And then I it's would, like, ah, shit. I would. And even to go back on this try 10 thing, like I would learn to communicate better. And I always thought because I could talk to anyone anytime, anywhere and hold a very stimulating conversation with people. Stimulating. Right, like that word um, that that I could that I could explain chiropractic, and that's not always true, right? So when you get when you start to learn about communication, there are words that we use that actually downplay the severity of what we talk about. So if it's like, well, you know, we're kind of gonna go do this, and you kind of need a little, and there's like kind of a loss of a curve here, and there's kind of a subluxation in your spine. Like you use words that actually minimize the importance it's like of saying what we you do. Kind of got cancer in your brain. You know, yeah. it's like. like uh, I kind of like you. I that kinda, nerve's kind of getting choked. Yeah. It's feeding into I your kind of want to be married to you. know, like you know, you're either in or out. Pregnant. Right? Yeah. Like <laughs> there's all these limiting words that we use. Well, we're gonna sort of do this, and so that's one thing that I've, it's I've tough. really you get been, caught up, especially when somebody's like pissed off that they're there, totally, or you know they're miserable or whatever. It's it's not always easy, and so it's keeping that certainty even when they're. They like hate you. I mean, yeah. I remember doing like doctor's reports and oh my God, like I, I wanted to kick this guy in the chest. I was so pissed yeah. off at this guy. Like I literally stopped in the middle of the doctor's report. Luckily, Dr. Matt was my partner at the time. I was like, take him in the back and talk to him. <laughs> I was like, I wanted this guy out of my, and he totally just threw me off. Like, yeah. oh my God. And it was because I was young and it was because I was too big of a wimp, honestly. Just call him out. Just be, like, just be real with the guy. Yeah. Like, listen, dude, I know you don't want to be here. But if you don't, then there's the door. Yeah, and because guess what, he didn't he didn't sign up for it. He didn't care. Matt took him back there, and Matt was smooth. And Matt, you know, but it's like, yeah, he wasn't ready. He was pissed. He didn't want what we had to deliver. He wanted the guy down the street that was going to basically do whatever he said. Right, and and I would say my, you know, if I could do a try fifteen, right, you know, maybe two years out of out of school, is that we get out, and we want to, you know, we all have our mission statement or what's your like purpose of your of your practice and everyone asks you that when you're networking and i was like oh you know or no the big one is who's your ideal client and i would say you know anyone with a spine right right and i had this lady she's like well let me tell you who my ideal client is and she goes through and I, she did something with like it was really weird something with like sound and like therapeutic music and like working through emotional stuff and she's like she explains all that and then she's like and people who are willing to pay for it and i was like Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like, <laughs> and she's like, let me tell you why I think this way. She's like, I spent the first five or six years of my life or my practice. I mean, literally spinning my wheels. Cause I tried to think every, this was for everybody, but some people didn't want to pay for it. Amen. Right. And so once that like little light bulb went off on, in my head, I'm like, Oh, you mean not everybody wants what I have? Oh, okay. I've, I've been in pain management. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, not everybody wants what we have. Yeah. And not everybody wants like, not everybody wants to work, right? Not everybody wants to put in the time. Not everybody wants to show up to the chiropractor's office and, and get well. And you're going to notice this too, is that not everybody wants to get healthy. And that's, that's a, that's a mind blowing, crazy thing to think that people don't want to get healthy. But 
when people have suffered for so long that people actually end up relating to their disease or their pain or their headaches or whatever it might be. And that's the first thing they lead with like, oh, hey, Bill, who, who are you as a person? Cancer. Oh, I'm, I'm a cancer survivor. I'm a, I'm a diabetic. I'm a, I'm I'm a, a di- smoker. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, and, and they relate to that. Like, they don't want help, right? So we have to serve the people who want what we have. And then you can serve more people. You'll be happier in practice. And you'll, you'll literally. people that you want. Yeah, you'll have people that you enjoy working with, right? right? And so it's one of those things. If we can focus on who we want to serve, then our pra- the practice of our dreams is right around the corner from there. So, all right, folks. So that's going to be our. We're going to wrap this up because we're right at twenty minutes right now. And, Man, already. And me and PD are going to be on this, and he's, you know, obviously, you know, he's passionate about this, and he's wanting to pour as much information into every one of you guys out there as possible. And um, you know, we're both, you know, we just get going. So, yeah. God bless you guys. This is for you and your friends in chiropractic school. Share this with them. Share this with the the new chiropractor that you know that just left that probably needs to hear every one of these episodes three times. So there's no way this is going to grow without you because we are not dumping marketing dollars into this. The only way this grows is if you tell your friend that this is a must hear and this will change their schooling. This will change their practices. This will change their lives. So, and I know it will, without a doubt, because they didn't have podcasts when we were in school. So if they did... My phone didn't pick it up. Flip phone. So anyway, God bless you all. Have an awesome day. Keep listening. Keep sharing. Peace out. Peace out.